0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hello, everyone. I need to pray for myself before I start because I am an extrovert. So when I see so many people, I get energized, and then I want to make jokes. And so it's the way my evening goes around people. So let's just do one before I pray, if that's okay. Uh, What will you decide? Um, Will you have steak with your vors or chops with your vors? Just turn to the person next to you and say, do you want steak and vors or chops of vors? It's very important in Sekunda that you know this type of thing. Okay, let's have a vote. We did it last time as well. If you said chops and vores, hands up. Okay. And if you said steak and vores, hands up. Just uh, tonight, chops (laughs) won. And Sekunda, that's important because there's always a flame burning in Sassel, So um, we're always ready to cry. I just want to pray before I start. Lord, I just want to invite you into this place. Not that you need inviting into your own world, which you created. But we endear our hearts to yours. We say we acknowledge you. You have a beautiful name. And now we say, for us, Lord, your name is also beautiful doesn't matter what people say today you have the ultimate power you, you have a powerful name tonight we're also saying but for us lord we acknowledge we know you have the most powerful name and as we turn our hearts to you in this place lord holy spirit be invited in our midst and unlock hearts and do miracles in this place tonight name of jesus amen what jesus did for you is what i want to tackle tonight you know in 2008 four three or four or five engineers from this congregation moved to secunda and started to pray four or five people could be you who know who knows where god is taking you and Today, we've got a beautiful congregation there because of four students that started to pray. And four years after that, they kept on bugging, see us. They said, we need a pastor, we need a pastor, we need a pastor. And at the end, I was the lucky winner. And and you know what? It's the most amazing place in the world. Because where God wants you, that's where you want to be that's where you want to be when I was a matric, I ran away from God and I came around the corner and I ran straight into him in a charismatic church which someone invited me to I wanted to get out of a place and I'm not a overly animated person that loves to cry but I was on a wooden floor crying as God was saving me in that moment I was crying out and he was literally making me new as the tears was falling I still remember on the wooden Floor, a little bit of water was there, and someone came and put their hand on me. That wasn't the end of my trick. The day before the shofar first year's camp, that was the day before I met Sias, I was baptized in Wellington. And uh, I've let me just rather say it this way God has never let go of me through ups and downs, through many years in church it's not been an emotional ride of six months it's been 15 16 17 years and I can tell you now it doesn't matter what people tell you it's not an emotional ride it's a relationship he lives amen I want to just jump into tonight and see where God takes us that's just a photo of my family um, well there in secunda I'm here um, I've got two little cupcakes One is vanilla one is chocolate and they just incredible Um, I'm not doing a survivor sermon tonight how many first years here tonight how many first years just wave quite a few so last year we did a whole survivor thing I just got a few photos for you is that okay see that's me and my friend John sitting and enjoying fish and rice Um, what people don't know about survivor is sometimes you just sit around for days you work it out the amount of challenges fits into 39 days in a way that you have about 10 to 15 days which they call island days they're the worst you just sit there but it's a great opportunity to connect with people and sit and talk about stuff you don't talk about with people you know like John's dad used to have a bike shop and she used to go in there and help. With a bike is just quite good with her hands you know you never you would not know these things about people unless you sit around them long enough right a res is a great place to reach people for god that's me and katinka solving the world's problem deciding who we want to chop off next you know with all the love in the world i've got my let's go hoodie on so it's all okay <laughs> and then that's just a challenge luckily i won a challenge that day that The name of that challenge was split focus I don't know who remembered that you had to pinball style put a ball up the one side and then it would there was this nails and the ball would hop down 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 and if the ball falls you have to wait while it slide down those little alleys you see in the back so you should catch your ball before it falls and then throw it again which gives you only a few seconds to solve the puzzle that's why it's called split focus just sharing a moment with Jesus on the beach. It's awesome. Some of these challenges can take um, sometimes hours. It fits into six or seven minutes on the television. and We're really drained and sometimes your mind will not think clearly. So let's head into tonight. This is just something about me. I'm, I'm, some people know me as Varys from Survivor. I used to walk these streets. I used to be a student Um, I had faith every Sunday night that someone would go to church with me, and I would invite and go to their rooms, and many times, just an encouragement, uh, you know, they're always in their room, but just before church, I found many locked doors, (laughs) but I never gave up. Um, Sometimes, you know, you live out your testimony in res or in university, and people, persecute you it's a reality but then three o'clock in the night someone knocks on your door because they know where to go so keep on shining a light for God every day don't give up over time you will bear fruit amen let's head into the scripture together I'm reading from Mark 5 you can follow on the screen They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of a boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. I guess Jesus called his name and then he ran out of the grave, I think. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he'd often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when Jesus, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of a most high God? I adjure you by God. Do not torment me. For he was saying to him, come out of a man, you unclean spirit. And what we have here is we have a triangle of conversation. We've got Jesus. When he speaks, it's Jesus. We've got the man. And it's either or demonic powers that has taken him captive. So through the scripture, we need to figure out, is this a man or is this demon speaking? And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion for me, for we are many. That is, those are the demons speaking. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of a country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside and they begged him saying, send us into the pigs. Let us enter them. And so he gave him permission. Funny story, right? Who's ever wondered about this? Who's ever wondered about the pigs? Okay, we're gonna chat about the pigs in a second. And the herd, numbering about two thousand, rushed down steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and the people came to see what it was that has happened. Now that's a lot of meat okay this far chopis. and that's that's a whole town's worth of economy that disappeared within a moment so that's why the whole town's like what's going on let's go check it out carries on in verse 15 and they came to jesus and saw the demon-possessed man the one who had the legion sitting there clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid and those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and they began to beg jesus to depart from their region as he was getting into the boat the man who had been possessed with the demons begged him that he might be with him and he did not permit him but said to him go home to your friends and tell them how much the lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you and he went away Began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. Okay, it's a mouthful. It's our line for tonight. To focus on. Let's just talk about these pigs for a moment. It's hard to maybe get our minds around every little angle when it comes to these pigs, but Scripture gives us broad enough descriptions of the heart of god and animals and stuff to to, for us at least to grab onto one of two things so let's just talk about the pigs before i head into this number one what is more important the saving of one's soul or the welfare of the economy what is more important your life or the life of animals it's just something that jesus dealt with very quickly and it's interesting when the people come out. And they came out, and the pigs were gone. They wanted him gone. He offended them. The man said there, said that he was healed, 100%. Had clothes on for a change. They were worried about the animals. It shows us the heart of mankind, and it's just something for each one of us as we study, as we get our degrees, as we start to work let our hearts not tip towards chasing anything else and saving hearts for Jesus take a note amen maybe the second thing this man has been living in the mountains we don't know how long he's been cutting himself I guess he was out there at least for a while Jesus meets him something changed he goes home and maybe tomorrow he thinks man did I really change? What happened between me? Was it real? And then he will remember every day for the rest of his life. And whatever was in me came out of me, entered those pigs, and never came back. When Jesus saves you, He'll do a complete work. He'll you know, make sure you know it in your heart. Can you testify of that? Something different, yeah? If not. He's making an invitation to you tonight, amen. So I'm going to give you a few pointers tonight. I I work with engineers. If it's not numbered, it doesn't make sense. All right. Five things that Jesus did for you we can take from this story. If we go to the next slide, Mark 4:35, it just takes us to. a moment before he gets to this man. It says, on the day when evening had come, he'd said to them, let us go across to the other side, okay? On that trip, they face a storm. The disciples think they're gonna die. Jesus says, don't worry, I am here. They take a trip over the storm to get to this man. That's why they took the trip. Then it's the passage we read. And then in verse 21, it says, when he had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered him was beside the sea he left again everything one man the storm we read about in our kiddies Bible was on the way to this man the very first Gentile evangelist one man one man and so the first thing I want to say tonight for us to take to heart is don't underestimate God's commitment to get to you. Don't underestimate it. Don't underestimate God's love and what he's able to do for the person you're praying for that's sleeping next to you in a dorm. Don't underestimate it. You're making a big mistake. In John 1, it says, the word became flesh. He came down out of the heavens into the earth in the form of a man in an effort to reach mankind and represent them, he's not stopped making intercession for us with the Father. Don't underestimate God's heart and commitment to get to you. You are not too far away. Do you hear me? You are not too far away. He'll find you. and It will be sweet. I'm going on. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. So the man had clothes on, which implied he didn't have a lot of clothes when he was running around the tombs cutting himself. And it speaks to us, it speaks towards our hearts this idea of being exposed being naked maybe things that we are ashamed of being exposed maybe people know about it maybe they don't but this whole idea of nakedness if we say do you feel spiritually naked and you're in a vulnerable place you probably say yes I understand what you say I didn't want this to happen in my life I didn't ask to be placed in that situation I didn't know When i was that age that that was going to happen and it speaks of a place of just being naked and it feels to you like when people look that there's nowhere to hide and it's interesting when jesus comes to this man that there's something he understands about this man that no other man would understand i want to read it to you take a little detour of me reading from john's gospel it says when the soldiers had crucified jesus they took his garments The very first shame Adam and Eve experienced in the garden was what? We're ashamed because we realize we are naked. They felt that way because they sinned. and Their eyes were open. Jesus never sins, not once. Physically, his clothes gets taken from him and he dies naked on a cross. Not only his skin visible, but even his intestines. And so when he comes to this man, even though he would still die, he knows this man. Every vulnerability, every nakedness, every beat of his heart, every worry, every insecurity, anything. He's physically naked, but even being pushed aside in his heart, Jesus knows. And so the man doesn't come and fall in front of Peter, he comes to Jesus, the one who knows. who would be on the cross in the same state as this man. But he comes to clothe him. Check this out, Revelation 3.18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself. And the shame of your nakedness may not be seen. The nakedness of Jesus on the cross now clothes my shame. Number two, you can come to him just the way you are. He knows he's been there and he's ready to cover you. Isn't that precious? So that's where the man runs. take a little bit of a detour to Leviticus. Don't worry, I won't be there too long. If the whole congregation of Israel sins unintentionally, and the thing is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they do any one of the things that by the Lord's commandment ought not to be done, and they realize their guilt, it carries on. And then it says, he shall carry the bull outside of a camp and burn it up as he burned the first bull. It is a sin offering for the assembly. So when we see, what Leviticus explains just before that is, let's say some one man, he sins, he accidentally, I don't know, they played cricket in the backyard, they smashed someone's roof to pieces. They should bring some type of offering depending on what the sin was and the man will take it to the temple and it would be an appeasement for his sin. It would stand in place for the sin committed. But, but if the whole community sinned together, turning away from God, they could not offer for sins a sacrifice in the community. They had to carry the sacrifice out of the community as a sign that the sin is leaving. Where was this man? Cast to the side. Out of sight, out of mind. Just get, just get away from us. It's hard enough explaining to our children. Every time they see you acting bizarrely what's going on, just go and they push him out. Now let's look to the, oh, before we get that mark fire, there it is. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying, cutting himself, okay? When he saw Jesus, he ran. Who else was pushed outside of a town? Hebrews 13, 12. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Someone had to carry the sin of the world out. It was Jesus. When he stepped out of a boat, there was something between Jesus and this man that happened. And this man no longer had to stay outside. He no longer had to be cast out because Jesus would be cast out for him in his place. Amen. Number three what Jesus did for you. Jesus was cut out from community so that I may have community. Isn't that powerful? I want to tell you a story about what happens when we get this wrong, and I know some of you have faced situations like this, and for that I'm sorry. A pastor tells a story. He goes and buy buys a second-hand car. Some of you might have heard this. This is very powerful. Buys a car from the man, and he feels that God lays it on his heart that he should have contact with this man a week after making the transaction he phones a man he says listen I just want to tell you that the car is wonderful the man the salesman is kind of impressed with himself because people normally phone just to complain and say hey you lied to me it's the one by money back stuff like that a week after that the pastor phones him again he says listen just want to say again it's it's such a great vehicle you know when i come that way again can maybe we maybe grab a lunch or something the man said that would be great week pass goes at that side of town takes the man out for lunch the man says hey what do you do he says no i'm a pastor and then you know the reaction is the next thing and the man says you know what you don't act like a pastor and then he says but you don't act like a second-hand car salesman you know and so they exchange compliments and then when some when you say you're a pastor people start to talk and the man says can i tell you what happened to me this broke my heart and this is now the car salesman speaking he says when i was a young man i started to go to church to a youth group with my friend his dad was a pastor and my life started to change i got to sing these songs and it actually impacted me and i got to know about jesus and and, and i had hope for the first time in my life and then one day we did something very stupid went into the church building into a classroom and we trashed the place okay they vandalized one of the sunday school rooms and so it wasn't long a day or two and the pastor in the church figured out it was this son the car salesman and the pastor's son and some other children and the next week when they had church they called this boy to the front the car salesman and the pastor said you are a bad person and you should leave this church and never come back it was 20 years And I know it's one story which has a powerful punchline, but isn't that the truth for many of us? Amen? I'm here to tell you tonight it's time to come back. Amen? It's time to face what happened back then so that Jesus can do a redeeming work what happened in your life it was wrong okay but it's time to come back two wrongs doesn't equal a right okay come back and be a part of a bride that brings in and don't push out amen the work of jesus is a work of bringing in those who've been cast out maybe you've been verbally abused called you names because of what you did. Maybe you've been physically abused, chased out of church, called names. Those days are over because he's going to redeem you and help you to purify the bride by bringing many others in. Amen. This is what he did for you. I'm going on. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying and cutting himself with stones. Check this out. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. And with We don't know what the man did we don't know how he ended up maybe it was terrible sin that he committed you know the stuff that happens and he's tormenting himself because he's guilty and Jesus just hushed taking care of that and he gets pierced back ripped open he's hanging on the tree on the cross. He wants to breathe properly, he has to lift his body. But his back is also bruised, and the splinters is getting in there. He was pierced. It is done. He paid the ransom for sin. Now, whether you cut yourself physically or emotionally, it has to stop. Because you can rely on Him. Amen. Number four. Innocent wounds of Jesus redeems my guilty heart. Yes, you are guilty. Yes, the man is guilty. Yes, I am. But what a wonderful God we serve. And if we bring our hearts and confess our sins, clothed, brought back, forgiven. That's a God we serve. What a beautiful name. Where would I be today if I didn't run into him? Lost one. As he was getting into the boat, back to the story, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. He did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them, much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you and he went away and began to proclaim how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled Lost one not only has he done incredible things for you Wants to do incredible things through you. You can't come with me on the boat. You're not called for that. Because you are the first Gentile evangelist. So I'm going to go this way with a boat. You're going to go that way to your people. You're going to tell them about Jesus. Isn't that incredible? And so tonight, my heart for you here is to make sure that you understand that he's done everything to bring you in, heal you, and commission you to go out, and change this world. And once you've started, for me, I'm only 17, 18 years down the line. For you, maybe it's one month or five years, but once you start, you never stop until you die. So you've told everyone your lost breath about what he did. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.